This fall at Leading Second, we're excited to announce the return of coaching groups. Our coaching groups have been reimagined with a fresh format and focus. Get in the leadership gym and increase your leadership capacity. You can find more details at leadingsecond.com forward slash coaching. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors will kill to have on the team. Well, hey, Leading Second, welcome back to season two of the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I am so excited you're here today. If you lead, but you're not in charge, then Leading Second is for you. Welcome home to your new tribe today. So glad you're here. And today, uh, we have a very special episode for you. Uh, and, And actually, today's episode isn't just an episode that stops here, but rather something we're launching and continuing today a campaign that is really big on the inside of us right now at Leading Second. We're calling today's episode, I Am With You. So I'm so excited to unpack this uh, with you today and glad you're here. Before we dive into today's episode, a couple of announcements for you today. First of all, we are really excited uh, to announce a merch drop on leadingsecond.com Uh, all themed around the I Am With You campaign. Um, Excited to offer you some fresh merch that we uh, previewed this summer at Team Church Conference, and we have some limited runs back. So head to leadingsecond.com and uh, get your merch. We'd love to have you rep our tribe's DNA uh, wherever you're at. Uh, Also excited to uh, announce and keep talking about coaching groups coming up with Leading Second. We are so excited for a new round of coaching groups launching very soon. I would encourage you to head to leadingsecond.com slash coaching to uh, check out more information on that. It would be our honor to be your coach, to get in the leadership gym with you in our newly reimagined, revamped monthly coaching groups. So um, check it out. We would uh, count it an honor to have a voice into your life in that space every single month. Well, for our first segment On today's episode, uh, I wanted to share with you a really powerful I am with you story straight out of the heart of someone who is leading second in their local church. In fact, we're going to feature a few of these coming up over the next couple weeks. So here it is, our first I am with you story. My name is Henry from Grace Avenue Church in San Antonio, Texas, and I am with my pastors, heart and soul, because of their heart that they have to see broken lives restored, prodigals return home, and people empowered to discover their purpose through serving Jesus and through serving the local church. I've attended and quickly jumped in to help build our church ever since our living room days. So to see where God has brought us to is truly amazing. Nine years ago, I didn't realize where I'd be nine years later, on staff, leading teams, helping serve the vision for our pastors. But I knew I was called to do just that. Through probably the most difficult season of their lives, it was inspiring to see my pastor's faith stand firm despite a major medical setback. During that time, we saw growth in our church attendance, our church family was strengthened, and leaders stepped into their calling. You can truly assess an organization's health by the people who run with the vision 
without their leaders around. Grace Avenue is a thriving church because of the vision and leadership from my pastors. My name is Henry Gray, and I love you, I thank you, and I'm grateful for you, pastors Daniel and Janelle. If you'd like to share your I am with you story, or if you have a question or uh, something you'd like to share with us here on the podcast, why don't you reach out to us at leadingsecond.com. We would love to hear your question, hear your story, and potentially feature you on an upcoming episode. Well, for today's episode, I'm really excited to talk to our tribe directly from my heart, straight out of this idea that we're bringing to you today. I am with you. I am with you is a statement that comes from 1 Samuel 14 and 7, particularly in the NIV. This is the setting where Jonathan's armor bearer looks at Jonathan and in the midst of a very impossible ask from his leader, in the the face of an impossible task, a a costly task, uh, and even a perhaps from his leader, you know the story, Jonathan's armor bearer looks at him and says, go, do all that's in your heart. I am with you, heart and soul. When I heard that verse taught on 12 years ago at a conference, it dramatically shaped my life. It was one of those days where I grabbed an idea of, of this is how I'm going to live my life as a church builder, as a church staff member, as a Christ follower. And from that day on, I have done my best to live this out and share this message with as many people as possible in our world. You know, there's something powerful about what you say about your life. There's something powerful about who you declare yourself to be. You know, right now in our culture, there is a strong movement to come out and declare who you are. People, you know, want to know who are you politically? You know, who are you theologically? Who are you sexually? Where are your loyalties? There's just this movement to declare ourselves. But uh, in scripture, we actually see something a bit different. We see how people throughout scripture, certainly in Jesus' life, declared themselves, but declared themselves in regards to who they followed. They declared themselves to who their leader was. And and it's powerful. And and I'm finding right now more and more in our anti-authority culture that, that this is becoming more and more rare, declaring yourself to be proud as following and serving the leader that you follow. But I believe that there's a secret here for, for the kingdom of God, for the local church that, that we need to get right. If, if most of us will spend our lives serving someone else's vision, if most of us will spend our lives leading from the middle, I really believe it is vital that we get our loyalties right, we get our honor right, we get our attitude toward authority right, and we declare ourselves not as being people that stand up to leaders, not as people that view leaders as corrupt, that not, not as people that are, that are willing to buck the trend and go our own way. But I think there's something powerful in the church when we stand up and say, I am with my leader, heart and soul. I'm going to speak the language of honor. I'm going to declare who I am today. I believe there's something powerful that happens 
I guess here's the question I wanted to ask our tribe today uh, on this episode. What if we as the church could retake the conversation and change the narrative around honor to authority? I, I mean, just think about it for a second. How different could our world be? How much stronger could our churches be and our teams be? And how much more would we position ourselves to be used by God if we were to retake the narrative, change the theme and the tone and say, no, I am with my leader. I am proud to be with my leader. So today, if you consider yourself to be part of the Leading Second Tribe, if we have any voice into your life, I'm going to ask you really boldly to do something with us today and with us this month. I'm going to ask you to declare yourself to your leader, whether it's the first time or the thousandth time, I'm going to ask you to step up, use your voice and declare your heart and your loyalty toward your pastor We've positioned this campaign strategically right in the middle of October, which is traditionally Pastor Appreciation Month. I'm going to challenge you, I guess, today to stand up and speak honor, to declare intention, to give voice to why you go all in for your church and for your pastor. Come on. I am with you. I believe we can do this. I believe we can change the tone. We can change the narrative, and I actually believe through that many people will be blessed and our churches will be stronger when we get this right. Recently, just last week or so, I was in my own devotions one morning. I was on a trip in a hotel lobby somewhere. I'd snuck out early uh, in the morning away from my family just to be in the Word, as is a custom of mine. And um, I managed to read that morning, 1 Chronicles chapter 11. And this uh, chapter absolutely jumped off the page to me. Uh, First Chronicles 11 is one of the um, accounts of David's mighty warriors, or you may have heard them referred to as David's mighty men. And First Chronicles 11 begins kind of where the, the story lands here, I guess, uh, with these words. It says, all Israel came together to David. David, of course, was the only king to lead a united nation of Israel. And uh, we see that this has happened. But then in verse 10, we see what I believe to be a large part of the reason. I believe that it was David's mighty men and these leaders, these leading second, second chair leaders to King David. I believe it was these leaders that established David as king and cause the nation to come together. In fact, in in verse 10, it says this about David's mighty men. It says, these were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. You see, I believe this is how things work in the kingdom of God. I believe that God gives leaders promises promises that he intends to fulfill, promises of blessing, promises of being used by him to impact cities, to impact regions, to take the church forward, to take the gospel forward. I believe that's so much of the promise of God, and yet the promise of God doesn't happen in a vacuum. 
the promise of God is often fulfilled uh, when leaders step out and when those who are assigned to follow actually declare, I am with you. I believe it was in fact that David's mighty men gave his kingship strong support and it extended it over the whole land. I believe that's why David walked in the promise of God for his life. In fact, it said of David that he fulfilled the purpose of God for his generation. Incredible, powerful verse that we see in the book of Acts about David. And I believe that so much of it had to do with the leaders that were leading right at his side. As I was reading through this chapter, there were three or four things that stuck out to me about David's mighty men that I wanted to pull out for us today. And I encourage you to, to, in your own time, uh, sometime this month, to read this chapter for yourself. Let it speak to you. Because I believe God wants to bring alignment to us with our pastors and, and call us to a few things. I think the first thing I saw about David's mighty men is in verse 11. And it says this, Joshabim, which I'm just going to get these names terribly wrong. God forgive me. Joshabim was chief of the officers, chief of the officers. I think the first thing we see about David's mighty men is that they were leaders, that they were leaders. In other words, they weren't just followers. They were also leaders. This is something I always hope people understand about leading second, that even within the tension of that name, there comes a tension of our role, that we are leaders and followers simultaneously, that our pastors, of course, need for us to get our alignment right, our loyalty right. They need us to um, be with them heart and soul, but they also need us to swivel and turn and be able to lead people well on their behalf. This is how we extend the vision of our pastors and our leaders over the course of the land that God has promised to give us is that we are effective leaders in our own right. In fact, I would just ask you that question today. Are you in the second chair? Are you a leader that someone can follow? Are you a leader that someone wants to follow? Are you able to effectively lead people and, and, and pastor people and you know, lead them personally where they see you as a leader, but also do so with a spirit of alignment toward your pastor. In other words, uh, there's two ditches in this road. The first ditch is, is leaders who can't lead and therefore their pastors have to step in and lead for them off, often. They're great followers, but they're not great leaders in their own right. And, um, that really limits and hamstrings our pastors in many ways. The other ditch on the other side of the road is leaders who are effective leaders in the second chair, but they attach people to themselves rather than to the mission and vision of the house. And they, this is um, what we see in Absalom, actually, where, where they attach people's loyalty to themselves and, and demand loyalty for themselves, and they fail to connect it to the bigger thing they're a part of. And so our pastors need us to get this right. They need us to be leaders. They need us to be strong leaders who are also good at following and aligning to the vision of the house. So that's what I see in verse 11, first of all, is they were leaders. The second thing I saw about David's mighty men in this passage comes in verse 13. And this is talking about Eleazar now. It says this, that Eleazar was with David when the Philistines gathered there for battle. So I guess the second thing I see in David's, David's mighty men is they stood with their leader, even when no one else would stand with them. Now, context is king here. This is the Philistines. This is a nation that continually 
intimidated and tormented God's people. I mean, even after Goliath, this, this, this nation was still a major threat in the area, so much so that when the Philistines attacked, when the Philistines uh, came their way, uh, most people ran, the troops fled, it says in verse 13, uh, but his mighty men stood with their leader, even when no one else would stand with them. I think leadership is really easy when it's going well. Leadership is really easy when we get to do the fun stuff. You know, leadership is really easy when we get to preach on stage or, or get the perks. I just wonder if you're willing to stand with your leader, even in the unpopular moments, even in the difficult moments, if you're willing and able to defend the ground that your leader has attempted to take, um, that's a much taller ask. That's not as easy. But so much of your life as a second chair leader will be found in standing with your leader and fighting battles on uh, behalf of and for your leader. And um, these are moments of personal uh, price. These are moments of personal sacrifice. Uh, in, in fact, in the next chapter, it talks about some, some men that had defected to serve David early on, and it says that they were ready for battle. So I just believe our battle stance um, is important to us. They, they stood with their leader, even when no one else would stand with them. The next thing I see about David's mighty men in this chapter is found in verse 15, and it's talking about three of the 30. There are three that were sort of pulled out and designated as leaders of the 30. And of course, this is the well-known um, encounter where David desires a glass of water from Bethlehem. And this is where the mighty men risked their lives, crossed enemy battle lines just to get David a glass of water. And they carried it back to, I mean, this was a moment of extreme honor for their leader. So I guess the third thing I see is that they showed extreme honor for their leader. They were willing to risk something personally to honor their leader, to declare honor, to show it. I, in fact, I would even say this, we say this around my home church, Champion Center a lot. The honor is an honor unless it is demonstrated or unless it is expressed. And uh, I just wonder if you are the kind of leader who is willing to stand up for honor, to change the narrative and the tone in your church and declare yourself as a person of honor and, and demonstrate it practically on a regular basis. This will cause you to be unpopular at times in our anti-authority culture. This will cause you at times to stand out from the crowd, but I believe in the best possible way. They showed extreme honor for their leader. I just wonder this month, Pastor Appreciation Month, I wonder how you could show extreme honor for your leader. I wonder how you could sow into their life. I wonder how you could write them words of encouragement. I wonder how you could demonstrate something to them practically. They crossed enemy lines. They got David a glass of water. They showed extreme honor for their leader. The last thing I see, and this one was interesting to me. This one sneaks up on you in the story. This is found in verses 20 and 22. We see this in the life of Abishai and Benaiah. And what's interesting about both of them, they're both recorded as doing great things um, on behalf of David. 
Um, but what's interesting to me is it is noted in scripture that they were not considered part of the three. They were not considered part of the three. I think the thing I see about their lives, the last point I wanted to bring out for us today is this. They served regardless of position or title. They served regardless of position or title. They were willing to carry themselves and to fight battles and they accomplished great exploits and yet they were not considered part of the three. I wonder if you've ever felt overlooked. I wonder if you've ever felt unappreciated. I wonder if you've ever felt excluded or maybe like you wanted the position someone else got or wanted to be around the table or in the room and weren't invited to. Um, What's interesting to me about these two men is they got it right. They served and accomplished something great regardless of position or title. But here's what's interesting. At the end of both of their stories, they were both elevated and both of them received double honor. And I find that fascinating because sometimes when we're excluded, overlooked, we feel unappreciated, no one noticed. I think sometimes our serve stops there. And even the most well-intentioned people can get discouraged by moments of feeling overlooked and unnoticed. And yet I believe double honor comes from the Lord and double honor comes on those who are willing to go all in, be with their pastors, serve their brains out, even without um, title, uh, position, notoriety, recognition. And there's a double honor that comes on that leader because God sees and God knows every moment of, of selfless sacrifice that you give behind the scenes. God's in it with you. And that's what leading second leaders understand. You see, leading second is not about proximity to a pastor. It's a revelation you live in your heart. Leading second, in other words, is a spirit. It's not a position. Anyone in the organization, anyone in the church can lead second, can get this right, can can honor their pastor regardless of position or title. The great thing about this story in, in this season, I guess, in the nation of Israel in first Chronicles 11 and first Chronicles 12 is that David brought the nation together. He was the only King to serve and lead uh, a united kingdom. And um, in verse 38 and 40 of chapter 12, it says this about the nation of Israel. It says they came to Hebron fully determined to make David King over all Israel All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. And then it says this in verse 40, there were plentiful supplies for there was joy in Israel. There was joy in Israel. I just want to ask the question that I started with today. What could our churches look like if we were to retake the conversation and change the narrative around honor around authority? What if we were to get this right and declare ourselves as people that were with our pastors, if we were able to lead effectively on their behalf, if we stood with them in battle, if we showed extreme honor, if we served regardless of position or title, what could our churches look like? I believe there's a promise in this verse that God wants to give your church 
new land, that God wants to make you more effective in your mission to reach a city, that God wants to pour out his favor and he wants to pour out his blessing and he wants to use you beyond your wildest imagination. But I believe, first of all, he's looking for people he can entrust with more and people he can entrust with a greater move of his spirit for his kingdom. And I believe we see this in the life of David's mighty men and may that same thing be said of our teams and our churches, you might say to me today, well, Brandon, this is all great, but you don't know my team. <laughs> you don't know my story. You don't, my team's funky. You know, my team has weird attitudes. My team doesn't get this. I'm the only one that gets this. And that all might be true. And that all might be fine and good. Um, I just wonder if you, could be the catalyst for change in your team. Maybe the change that you're looking to see in your team begins with you, begins with you declaring yourself and looking at your pastor, like Jonathan's armor bearer looked at him and said, go do all that's in your heart. I declare myself today. I am with you, heart and soul. So my challenge for you today, if this is resonating with you, my challenge for you is to speak up and use your voice and to help us out on social media to use the hashtag leading second and the hashtag I am with you. And by the way, make sure to tag leading second in every post you make, every story you post on Instagram or on Facebook or somewhere else. Could we make some noise and show honor to our pastors? Could we make some noise and declare to them what they mean to us and our intentions of serving them and following them? Why don't you help us make some noise this month? I believe the church will be better for it. I believe we can retake the conversation. We can reclaim the narrative and we can do something great for the kingdom of God. So Father, I pray right now for every leading second leader who is under the sound of my voice today, um, driving in a car, working out in a gym, listening in their office, wherever they happen to be right now, Father. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would rush into that place. I pray that you would speak to us, that, that I am with you and leading second would become more than just a good idea. It would become a revelation in our hearts. I pray that you would give us the words to declare ourselves to our pastors and leaders, that, that we would look at them square, you know, in the face of vision, in the face of the season we find our churches in, in the, 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 the shape we find our teams, and that we would look at our pastors and say, go do all that's in your heart. I'm with you, heart and soul. I pray that this love for the kingdom of God and this alignment with our pastors, I pray that this would run deep in the DNA of, of our, and the culture of our churches. And I pray just like you use David's mighty men and David to bring joy to Israel and unity to Israel. I pray that the same would be said of our lives for our churches. That as we do this, I pray there'd be joy and unity in the house I pray that we would be more effective for the kingdom of God, all for the glory of Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So leading second, we love you. I hope this has helped today. I hope this has just spoken something to your soul. Just thought we'd go to church today for a minute. So I'm so glad you've joined us today. In fact, if this podcast has resonated with you, I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this today and um, become a podcast ambassador. Help us share the episode or the podcast with someone who hasn't yet heard about it, leave us a rating or a comment. Um, we would just count it an honor to have a voice into your life every single week. Also, head to leadingsecond.com, buy up some merch, 
register for a coaching group. Uh, We would love to have you involved in the life of our tribe. So Leading Second, until next time, we love you. We're walking with you. We're building the church with you. We're standing with you today. Uh, Until next time, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, check out leadingsecond.com or join us on the Leading Second Forum on Facebook.